0: This week on the Indo-Daily.
1: I actually don't believe right, that priests priest said I have any harm. He just like, thought I knew. But that's how I found out Miriam Matina was dead. How likely is it that Trump will be found guilty of paying hush money to former adult film star Stormy Daniels? We're talking about involvement in serious drugs activity on both sides of the border and as well as at the procurement of weapons.
0: Find and follow us at all the usual spots and over on the Irish Independent website.
2: This week on Crime World... There was a Republican police from 1920. I mean, the IRA was effectively trying to run an underground government. And actually, there was a crime wave, 1919, 1920. There's a wave of bank robberies, post office robberies, robberies of individuals, robberies of pubs in Dublin and in rural areas as well. So the IRA tried to actually clamp down on that. They, on occasion... Solving bank robberies and giving the money back to the banks. Now,
1: I'm Nicola Talent, and you can listen to my podcast, Crime World, wherever you get your podcasts. If they were O'Driscoll,
2: oh, Morgan, extra man, it's Fitzgerald. Oh, Fitzgerald is coming
0: back inside! <laughs> Leicester have another! Darcy O'Driscoll oh, oh. through the legs, Rob Carney. The pitch down again, and two hello and welcome to the Left Wing Independent.ie's rugby podcast. I'm Will Slattery, delighted to be joined as always by Luke Fitzgerald. Luke, hello.
2: Will, how are things?
0: I'm doing well, thanks. I'm doing well. It's another Six Nations week. We have a very busy show we have Devon Toner joining us in just a little bit. We're going to talk about his Leinster and Ireland career, World Cup controversies. Uh, get his thoughts on the current Ireland team. So, looking forward to that.
2: Yeah, really looking forward to it. Like dev he's a you know uh, not always a man of like many words. I think he, he's a kind of guy who's very considered. He thinks about what he's saying, so he'd be really interested to 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 uh, to talk to. And obviously, you know, he's so experienced now. Um, you know, he loves seeing so much. So I'm, I'm I'm really looking forward to, to picking his brain. Um, about everything actually just about line outs and uh, we have to talk about line outs (laughs) and um, some of the young talent that are maybe coming through at Leinster what he thinks of that Um, and obviously you know we'll have to talk about the World Cup stuff but um, you know he's been a brilliant servant for, for Leinster and Ireland so really looking forward to having him on
0: yeah no me too we talked about the World Cups of plenty at the time, like so Yeah, will <laughs> yeah. be interested to revisit it a bit. Um but before we, we we get to Devon, obviously Six Nations weekend, Scotland uh in Murrayfield on Sunday. You know, we talked obviously a lot last week after the Italy game. So I don't know. What are your thoughts going into now? Like, is there anyone you'd like to see in particular playing in Scotland or or how are you kind of feeling going into the game?
2: Uh, looking for Baird on the bench, definitely. Um, you know, I think he will probably go with a similar enough pack. I don't know what you think. Um, you know, I thought Tyburn obviously at six was you know, he was brilliant. Um, hoping he 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 gets to gets on the pitch again. Well, Connors at seven as well, very, very will impressive. Well. Wasn't was he yeah. really brilliant? Like, yeah. and his ball handling, we talked about it. We talked to him once or twice since um, since he was actually on the show. Um about He's been very on.
0: good since then as an aside.
2: <laughs> Everyone plays great after they Come on Will. I don't know whether we're inspirational, I can't put my finger on it, but we seem to be the the that little bit of spark that people need. I I think I, he played the match uh down at Thomond and he was brilliant. Um and I just thought I remember saying to you a few times about the little bit of link play that he brings. I I think he's been really really good. So yeah, love to see him there as well. He's been playing brilliantly. Um and I don't think there'll be too many other changes outside of that. If I'm being honest, Will uh, Stockdale's back in the squad. I thought he was deep, pretty pretty good for for Ulster in a scrappy enough game. Hard to tell, but he had a brilliant tackle in there at one stage, so that was good to see. What heard
0: scrum half? a look like Connor Murray is being mooted in the back in the in the journalistic back channels that potentially Murray could come back in at nine.
2: I see Stuart Lancaster putting on a bit of pressure today in the media, <laughs> talking about uh, people not appreciating Jameson Gibson Park. Um, well Stuart
0: You don't even start him So you don't appreciate him yeah. That much either like.
2: Well sorry I think Luke Like Luke McRain Was unbelievable On the weekend I thought He was outstanding uh, I Yeah that one hurts me A little bit You know my feelings Around the issues But um, yeah Look it, it's, it's very exciting like, I think this is a Kind of a key one They were very bullish After the game Against Italy I was less so. I always, I think, you know, they did exactly what we thought they they would do if they played well, and they did play well. Um, but there's so much, so little you learn against Italy these days. Um, you know, if you don't put in, it, it's as I said before that game, it's only downside against Italy. Like if you if you tump them, it's expected to move on, and they did that. So that's what I would have probably been talking about. But I probably feel like maybe they're under a little bit of pressure, so that's probably why they were talking it up a little bit. This game is going to be very different. I think Scotland are playing very well. I think it's going to be a really tough game. Um, you could see from Paul O'Connell's words today they are building it up. They think this. He thinks this is the best Scotland team he's seen in 20 years. Um, not hard. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> I know where you stand on this. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, look, I think it is going to be a very tough one though, and I think they were pretty unlucky against Wales not to get the win. So. Um, I'm really excited about this one, buzzing to watch the, the guys. And I'm hoping they put in a huge performance and we have positive things to say about them going into England. I think England is obviously a way tougher test, even though they're not playing well. And I think, you know, that one is more about a win for, for me. But this one is performance and win. I think they have the potential. They're a better team than, than Scotland still. And I think they should do it, but it's going to be very tough.
0: Yeah. One thing slightly off topic I'd like to get your opinion on is... Uh, the prospect of Andy Farrell going on the Lions tour as Warren Gatlin's assistant coach again, it was brought up uh, last week and, you know, he kind of talked around it, but seemingly the reports coming out of England is that he will be offered it and he's more than likely going to to go on the tour. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Because I, I think it's crazy that he might potentially if Ireland have a summer tour, that is, that he might might not be involved or he might miss that to go on a lions tour that he's done t- twice already as an assistant. I think like, you know, you look back to 2017, Joe Schmidt, I think, was offered to be the assistant with Warren Gatland. He stayed. They went yeah. to America and Japan. That was never gonna happen.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but
1: yeah, I yeah, yeah, take sorry. your point.
2: I'd say Warren Gatlin would have liked that to happen, but Joe, yeah. no, that wouldn't have sat well. <laughs> <laughs> but then he went to the summer tour
0: and he, you know, he got hands on coaching with Stockdale, James Ryan, Dan Levy, Joey Carberry. Like, I think it'd be madness to pass that up. Like, what are your thoughts on it?
2: Yeah, I think you're I think you're right. Yeah, I think you shouldn't do it um, as much as the Lions is, you know, one of the great things you can do. He's done it twice already. I think, you know, for his career, I think his career is is. I think he's his career has a better trajectory if he goes well with Ireland versus the Lions. Mm. If I'm being honest, I think it's better for his career too, even if he doesn't think that himself. And a Lions tour, Jesus, like I, I can't believe I'm saying it because it's the most it's the best thing you can do, uh, you know, in, in Northern Hemisphere rugby, I think, is to be involved in the Lions tour. Um, but I just don't think he should do it. I think Ireland are he needs the the COVID period has just really interrupted any kind of continuity they've had. They've cited that as a reason as why there's maybe been a few patchy bits here and there. Um, you know, not having had access to the players. This is yeah. a really good chance to have access exactly,
0: to exactly. To, hands-on coaching. Like, it'd be one start. thing. it be one thing if the team had been playing unbelievable and winning all the matches, and you could be like, okay, I, I can maybe afford to to miss a couple of games, but it like. Th- he needs a to get victories, B, to kind of get, as you say, the more hands on coaching with the younger guys. I just, I just, I just don't see how it's even possible. I don't know why the IRFU, unless it's maybe in his contract, why they would even agree to it.
2: I don't know if he, I, I'm not sure that they'd be able to block something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and with all the revenue that's generated from it, I'm not, I just don't know. But look, I think, um, you know, just as a coach, it's just it's still a little bit different as a coach than as a player. Like a player has to go. A coach doesn't really have, you know, a, of course you have a limit as to how long you can do it for. But a player's, you know, time period is 10 years or 15 years where they go on a Lions tour. That's it. You're done then. Can't do it again. His coaching to, you know, he could potentially be doing this for another 30 years. So, um, yeah, I think he should turn it down. I just feel as well, Will, that it kind of a, like the key thing for him at this point is that, he is a very experienced team in lots of key positions that world cup you just hope if they're like you're hoping that those people get you to the world cup i think he's made itself pretty clear in the IRFU you have by the way they've kind of re-signed a lot of very experienced people that they think those guys are going to get them to the next world cup um but that's not that's not a certainty and if that's not a certainty you know you have an opportunity with some of the younger guys to blood a few people and see them up close and personal um I think that might be an opportunity missed for him and I think as well it's a bit of a fail safe for him if he knows people that if he has to blood them in he knows who he's he knows who he's looking at he knows what they're about um but look uh, it's a tricky one for him T- tough to turn that down will you know uh, you know maybe if you turn it down do you ever get the opportunity again he might be thinking he won't so uh, there's two ways of looking at that 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 part of it but I think from an Irish perspective it doesn't better going forward like he could if he does well with Ireland he could be a future coach of the Lions he's got the experience there so I think you know being the assistant this time around he's done it twice I don't see why he would I think the big thing for him is focus on Ireland uh, personal opinion Mm. I'd I, you hate to rule out such a special thing for someone, but that—that's just my own opinion. I, like, what do you think? Do you think it's? Do you think I, it's wise? No, to go? I
0: think it'd be madness to go. I don't know why he would. Well, I don't even. Want, I don't even know why he'd want to. He's done it twice already. Like as an assistant, he's now a head coach. Finally, like mm. he's worked his career to be the head coach of an international team, and he's and why I don't know why he would be like. Okay, actually, I'll go and be an assistant on a junket in the UK for okay. you know. Six don't weeks. Like.
2: Don't kid, Will.
0: <laughs> no, but like did, I never is, thought I'd hear you say that. I love the lines, but like, I just don't know what, like, <laughs> as junkies. I said, this is a great time. Like, this is a great time to blood these guys for the next world cup, hands on coaching, you know, pick up some momentum, uh, building wins. I've, I, I don't know. I'd be very surprised. Be so positive
2: if, will. I think I've dragged you down. with me all these years hanging around too close. <laughs> yeah, I
0: just love the word junket as well. I just couldn't resist throwing it in there. Um, but yeah, we'll be. I'll be interested to see 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 um if he ends up accepting it because I think it'll be a hard sell, especially if we say don't win the next two games and yeah. he says I'm heading off on a summer holiday uh, with the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> No. I'm joking. That was a that was a joke. That was a joke. Well, only partly joking. Uh, okay, let to wrap up our little discussion here. Uh, prediction for Sunday: Scotland, Ireland.
2: I I think Ireland will win. Yeah, I'm hoping that they continue and, and and the momentum from the weekend carries through. What do you think?
0: No way do we lose to Scotland. Like you know, <laughs> come on. I, I know I know some of the performances <laughs> haven't been <around> great. <laughs> I know, yeah, I know some of the performances haven't been great. But there's no no chance, no Brighten chance of hell. your sword. Yeah, all right. Uh, no, so it's set up to be a great weekend. We have England and France on Saturday as well, which is sure to be a belter. I know Vakatawa and Entomak are back fit. I think some of the, the guys who had COVID are hopefully will be involved uh, as well. So we have that to look forward to. But now we're delighted to be joined by Lancer second row, Devon Toner. Devon, how are things?
1: Yeah, going pretty well. All right, thank you. Yeah, great to have you on. I know we
0: we wanted to get you on for a couple of years now, so great to finally have you. Fresh off, I think, your 258th appearance for Leinster uh, last week. That, that's some going? Mm-hmm.
1: 259,
0: I think. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I, I saw you, short. <laughs> sure. no, not, not, not
1: that I'm counting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because when I, when I was doing a bit of research earlier, because like, I, I was thinking, I think he is close to getting the record. And there was one thing on the Leinster website that had, had you ahead of Gordon Darcy, and I was thinking, how did so, I miss that?
1: Our guy Marcus has told me that apparently when Darce started, he started like before the records <laughs> started being being <laughs> so tallied. Totally so old. he has he, apparently he has four <laughs> undocumented ones against Interpros. So ah. so, Darst, so Darst is on two six one, I think. Okay, so yeah. you have
0: him in your sights.
1: Yeah, uh, in, yeah. in the yeah. crosshairs. Yeah,
0: and how do you feel now? I suppose it's been you know fifteen years. At Leinster, like what what's what's it like now going in every day, you know, with the next generation, the younger guys? How are you finding that?
1: Man, it's like going into a crash these days, anyway, I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's like like especially with, with with the lads gone for Six Nations camp, there's so many young guys coming in, it's ridiculous. Like like lads just fresh out of school, um, mostly Michaels lads. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the factory just keeps on churning them out, churning them out. But yeah, like it's it's quite refreshing as well. I mean, like you're going in, and you're seeing all these like 19, 20 year olds every day. Like, do I mean? I don't know how they feel seeing me and Fards hobbling around the place. <laughs> <laughs> Are you living vicariously through them? Uh, well, I'm talking about I'm talking about houses and babies and kids and stuff, <laughs> and they're just talking about being uh, being bored, playing on the PlayStation all day long. So they have nothing else to be doing.
0: Yeah, and how do you find this stage of your career? Obviously, when you came into Leinster first, it was a battle for a game time. There was some very established second rows and you had maybe the midpoint of your career where you're the established guy in the team, had a lot of success. Now, maybe a different different phase, you know, towards the the latter stages of the career, how are you finding it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, as you say, it's a kind of different phase. I'm... Taking every game as as it comes, um, like like I like I, I I know James Ryan is is obviously the the the, the, the not, not not the next big thing. He is the big thing at the minute. You know what I mean? Like he, he has been for, for a very long time, and um, he's going to obviously play as much as he can for Leicester. But as if I get picked, I'm going to do the best I can, um, and I'm just concentrating on playing the best I can. To be honest, there's not really much else to it. To be honest, and I'm trying to maybe give a bit of knowledge to the younger lads coming through. Um, of of how to deal with with professionalism, I suppose.
2: And is that your dev? Like, you know, was that a natural role for you? I mean, I think probably with the experience, you'd think, yeah. But you know, obviously knowing you well myself, um, was that an easy transition for you to maybe be thinking about the next, like the almost the succession kind of part of it, where you're kind of saying, look, I have a lot of knowledge here that would have been passed on to me, and I feel a responsibility to pass it on and and kind of manage. I, I would particularly maybe mention or have, you know, you might, you might mention something around the, um, the line out calling. It's obviously a huge threat of yours. And there's a real skill to that.
1: No, I was just, I was just about to kind of say it, it, it kind of naturally happens anyway in the position that I'm in. Like um, line out calling is an ability where I think you need to be able to learn. You need to be able to study. You need to be able to do whatever you can to get good. And I was very fortunate to have a lot of good people to learn from. Like, I think when Leo came back from Leicester, I just learned so much from him in, in the way he calls and in the way he handles business, the way he call, done everything. And then when I was in the Ireland setup, up, we got to learn off Paulie when he was doing it as well. So I think it's 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 natural of all the second rows in the squad. You kind of get together and you are kind of talking through calls and talking through how things work. As more than other positions I suppose like to be honest I don't, I'm not really sure what the backs we talk about. <laughs> don't even ask me Neither do <laughs> so we it, it could be the same <laughs> I don't know <laughs> but I think as a line caller it's kind of natural that you're kind of learning along the way and I think I just kind of see the young lads now kind of trying to soak up as much as they can from me, I suppose. And like, obviously you do have young lads coming in and asking questions and stuff. So it's, it's good to see. Yeah, just on the line-out
0: calling aspect of it, Devin, because I know it's a thing that's spoken about a lot with the younger second rows now, James Ryan, Henderson learning that. Like, how... Tough is that in a game, like how much mental space does it occupy? Like, is it something you have to think about quite a lot, as well as your game plan? When when a ball goes into touch, do you have to flick a switch and start thinking, "Okay, what do I want to call here?" Like, how difficult is
1: that? Yeah, no, it is like it. It's a good thing. It is exactly what you say there. It takes up a lot of mental space in a game for me, anyway. Um, I was talking to someone recently, and they were talking about like when did you enjoy playing the most? Like, obviously, I enjoy playing every game, but I, I really enjoyed when I was when I was playing with Paulie in the Ireland team. So, because like he called, I had nothing else to worry about, so I was able to just kind of do what I what I do around the pitch. And but like when you're when you're calling the line out, you literally you're thinking about it every, every time, like what. What you're gonna do next? How do they defend that last line out? Oh, would this would this work about against because they had a fella marking me? Do you know what I mean? So like we just played Ulster at the weekend and they came with a different D setup than I had expected them to um, So we kind of had to adapt during the game to what calls you can use and what you can't use. Um so I I've, I've kind of come to learn that it's it's less um it's less study you kind of have to do during but it's more adapting during the game do you know what I mean so because a lot of teams change their their D to to, to to suit you do you know what I mean so you do have to adapt during the game a lot
2: and Dev, do you see the same looks a lot? And is there kind of, you know, as you've got later in your career, have you kind of gotten more, I, I would have assumed that the, the adaptability during the game would, would naturally get better as you see more kind of people, you see more kind of looks coming at you and defences. Do you have more checkout options during the week? Is there more study during the week that comes off the back of that? So you say, mm, just in case they do that, we better have something up our sleeves there. Is that is, is there more of that kind of going of on as well?
1: Uh, yeah, no, there is to be honest. Yeah, like I think you you, you always have your bailout options anyway. I know like and like you, you you have a menu and you go through everything, and but like you you do always have your, your bailout options, like it's like the best ball that you want to get is middle of the tail. So like no no one really wants to go off the front. So like teams are kind of giving you the front these days, you know what I mean? So it's um You'd, it's a it's a lot of adaptability, and you know, but uh, again, you you, you kind of learn as you go, to be honest. And do you speak to Leo much about it? He's um, he's kind of taken a step a, li- a little step back now this this year. He he was doing a lot more last year and the year before, but Robin McBride has come in and he's been brilliant. So he's mm-hmm. not just scrummaging; he's a he's a he's a complete forwards coach, and he's um, oh, really? he yeah. So he's he's uh, obviously coming with options, and he's obviously a, obviously did the did the whale squad for years and he's had a, a, a lot of success there. Um so he's brought different ideas and, and different setups and stuff. So he's been brilliant there. Um but Leo is always there for to <laughs> to, to to bend to bend his ear about like
0: and during Josh Smith's time as the Ireland coach, like a lot was made of how the lineup was so integral to the way the team wanted to attack. Like, would, would that have been a very, I suppose, important relationship between the you two at the time in terms of launching off set piece? Like, would that have, would he have worked with you a lot on that as well?
1: Yeah, he would have been. Yeah, um, but again, that was probably a, a, a lot on Paulie as well. So Paulie did did, did a lot of that work, um, and Simon then as well. Simon was was was, was big into big big into it. So I had less of a role to play when Paulie was there, um, and obviously when after after the after the 15 World Cup when Paulie was gone, I kind of stepped up a bit more. Um, but yeah, like you're you're, you're always kind of because Joe obviously had his set piece plays that he wanted to to work, so he has to. We have to go to him the start of the week and say, okay, what plays are you looking at? So we have to go through a menu of where we want to win it. How are we going to win it?
2: And as you know, I, I know I, I don't want to keep going on with the line so, so I'm going to try and move, move on no, pretty, keep asking those questions. But um, the, the match on the weekend, what a weird one. I mean, another final for, for, for this Leinster team, as you say, there was a lot of faces there that I hadn't seen play, play a huge amount of rugby before, but seriously impressive. Uh, what did you make of the, the match up there?
1: Yeah, it was uh, like, I thought it was... I thought it was a great performance from us, to be honest. Um, I think <laughs> I didn't really like I got yellowed and then we yeah, had two crazy. tries in. So I was sitting there on the sideline going, What did I do? And after after going 12, 3 up, I'm like, oh my god. And then Jimmy got yellowed so we were down to 13. we're like, oh my god. <laughs> but then uh, obviously we got back into it um and we kind of asserted a bit of dominance, which is which is which is which is always good. Um but yeah, like I think once what, what we're kind of working on is like once we get into the opposition twenty-two, we kind of we have to score, I suppose. Um and, and and that's that's what we're trying to do every time. Um and it kind of worked out well for us.
2: Yeah, really liking that tactic. I'm I'm seeing a few t- different teams using the the uh you know kind of touch and go um yeah. or the quick tap, I don't know what you call it now, but um yeah. I, I really like that tactic, actually. The team, it was kind of almost like a re- relentless kind of wave. Um, mm-hmm. And I ended up kind of breaking them down. It was I, I thought they made a poor error, actually. They, they gave away, I, th- I think Leinster were going to go over for a try, but I'm going to say it was Stuart uh, McCluskey gave away um, a bad, he got yellow carded just before the second Leinster try. Mm-hmm. And I just thought um, there was probably no, they were probably going to go over anyway. Uh, Why did you make it kind of? Was that like, to my mind there was I hadn't seen a game with that many kind of yellows and obviously the red thrown in there I mean hmm. <laughs> it was a bit mad for, to, to play in it it seemed like there was like you know 26 players on the pitch longer you know than than there was
1: uh, yeah I know it was a bit mad and, and I, I think Frank had his had his work cut out for him to be honest as well Um I think obviously if you look through them like it's it's all about the head the head now isn't it Do you know what I mean so I, I, I had a high tackle I'll hold my hand up but I think Larry was five foot seven, so
2: he kind of get away with it a But, I um,
1: but he again, he say
2: that in fairness when he when he gave me the yellow. He said, "He not, I know he's tall." <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, but so like mine was a hundred percent of the yellow. Um, like Jimmy's was head on head. Do you know what I mean? So like, like I think a lot of them were 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 warranted. To be honest, so like Frank did have his have have the work cut out for him. Um, but I suppose that's just the way it's going. There's there's a lot more cards isn't there? And it's just one of the more, one of the things that we're going to have to focus on now is is, is just tackle height and getting getting your tackle height down. You can't be going anywhere near the head,
2: like I because I, I, I assume like I'm looking at it thinking we obviously started around the same time. Um, it just changed massively. I, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it's it's some of the some of those contacts. Like Jimmy's one to my mind was a really difficult one to avoid with Madigan. Like, yeah, um, rest I know them, like, because kind of-
1: he he didn't have he didn't have a lot of time. Like he didn't have a great. I think as I say that didn't have a great line of sight going into it because he came around the corner and you kind of hit him hard. But again, it's up to the tackler to get down low. You know, it's it's it the, the onus is on the tackler to to safely tackle. I suppose, and um, it's, that's just that's just what you got to do.
2: What do you think of the red? Uh, just as a matter of interest, I was—I felt he was really unfortunate. And look, I, I could also see it, but like I just felt like do you know that one where you're just trying to get a little bit of space so that they can't wrap around the ball. Uh, I just felt that was really unlucky.
1: Yeah, I know, I know, I know, but you can't believe you can't believe when we lead him with a forearm either. Like you know what I mean, so it's—I mm. think all the cars were warranted to be honest. Um, so. Yeah, have just got to be extra, 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 extra cautious. Caution, I guess. Hmm. Just to change tack slightly, I don't know Luke
0: mentioned that you started around the same time. Uh, I think your first game was against Borders, a team that you know doesn't even exist anymore. That's how long ago it was. Uh, back yep. in, I think January two thousand six. He came off the bench the same day as Johnny Sexton. I think. I did, The two mistaken. of
1: us were on the bench.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, like, what anything stand out to you around that time? You know, making your debut for Lancer, even what the setup was like then versus what you have now
1: um well, it was vastly vastly different festivals um obviously we were in where we weren't in in ucd in the high performance center yet we were in in riverview we actually had a few training sessions out, out, out of the boot of the car in uh, in old belvrier doing, doing some sessions down there um obviously that was the year that obviously checker came in first so he was uh he was drastically changing the the culture of of, of the team um, for the better, um, but again, it was still very professional. It was still, but obviously not not as much as it, as it is now. You see, the young lads coming out of school now, and and they're ready to go straight away. Like when I came out of school, like I I needed two or three years. Do you know what I mean? So. The lads coming out now are 100 ready to go. Um, so it's a lot different back then. Mm.
2: I you think it was more fun Dev with the uh, that, than it is now? Is as it, has it become a lot more serious because I suppose of all the
1: science around the game. Um, a lot more serious, like yeah, no, it, like it is quite serious because of obviously the stakes that are that are, <laughs> that are there. Like we 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 go into every game expecting to win which is a great place to be um so if we have a loss it's it's not a great place to be on the Monday do you know what I mean um so it is uh quite a serious place but obviously we we, we get our downtime in the, in the cafeteria and having coffees and stuff so it's not too bad but um but there's probably a, a little bit more crack back then but uh so that's not too bad
0: yeah Luca what are your early memories of playing with Devin when you would have first come in
2: First memory of Dev actually was playing Castle Knock. So I was, um, I was, I think I was sixteen playing the senior cup team, and Dev was Dev. I think you were probably the same height. You, I, you I presume, <laughs> probably he was. He was minimum six foot eight, six foot nine. What is he? Six ten or something. Yeah. Uh, and and I was playing full back on the senior team, and I remember obviously you'd never seen anyone as big as Dev bar watching basketball on telly. But I remember he made a break through the line out. (laughs) And uh, I remember just thinking, oh, my God, like he was on the burst. And, of course, when everyone saw the size of him, like the Red Sea parted. So I was back and I remember his knees were coming up to my, honestly, to my chin. And I was like, do you know one of those ones you you just, you hope, you just get in front of it and you just wrap and just hope he falls with you? And then he went, he cleaned over the top of me, but he did come down, but... (laughs) highly unpleasant experience Uh subsequent to that to my first experience with dev obviously played him a few times maybe during schools but um obviously you no know, great fella um very very well thought of in the setup i'd say um you know good to hear that you're you've got that kind of leadership role in in there that's i think a natural for dev even though maybe i think earlier in the, you probably would have made been a little bit quieter maybe one of the quieter more kind of thoughtful guys i think yeah um, absolutely but, I always feel like that's one of the, like a good trait for for some of the young guys coming through. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously there was a, probably a couple of years, as you said, Dev, it was, you know, there's, like, Leinster have been very lucky to have some really, really good second rows. The more I look at rugby, the more I think, like, it's just every great team has two great rows. Uh, I just really believe that, you know, they're the engine room. They're kind of the, t- you know, the line out's so key. They're key for the scrum as well um and they seem to like most teams have guys who can do 20 rooks 20 tackles 20 carries some like crazy numbers so um dev is one of those guys that can do all those things i would have said probably a slower start but i think you were still maybe growing into the body a little bit and there was some great talent there so um
1: yeah absolutely like i like my first three seasons i got like maybe one two caps then three caps then four caps then five caps and then my fourth or my fifth year then i got like 22, 25, 26, 32. Kind of kind of getting, <laughs> it was when Leo started getting injured. <laughs> That's what that, when I started getting more gaps.
2: But there was great guys there. So there would have been like, so obviously Nathan Hines, I just thought was a fantastic yeah. player.
1: Like, he was so like for all the finals, for the, for the 09, for the 12, 13, I was behind, I was on the bench. I was, I was behind, well, so Leo started all of them, but, but I was behind Mal in 09, I was behind Hinesy in the other one, I was behind Brad Thorne in the, in the third one. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Pretty like,
2: tough.
1: Yeah.
2: As yeah. I said, great, like there was some, like every team I think always has a serious, you know, kind of second row unit. Um, obviously Devs, I think really come into his own, I would have said maybe five or six years ago, you really kind of made that position your own and obviously come in alongside James Ryan, who's been brilliant in there as well. So, uh, always a calming influence, um, you know. And I think, um, yeah, look, he's been an unbelievable servant for answer. I, I mean, have you been? Have you been into the physio room yet? I remember <laughs> we had a back-to-back. We, wait, this is an interesting one. We had. I go.
1: A in, I, go I go in every day to get lino tape.
2: <laughs> no no lino tape. Sorry, this is no. That that doesn't count, right? For someone who know who is on the physio bed consistently, right? The one thing I, was, I felt was really interesting with Dev. I'm gonna say it was maybe 2013 or something like that. And we had a back to back match in the Heineken Cup and there was a compulsory massage after just a recovery one, which most people would do anyway. I remember Dev was in the same slot as me and he had I'm going to say this was your first ever massage. Wasn't it something (laughs) crazy like that? I was like, he'd never been in the physio room. He'd never had a physio session. I was like, this is insane. We've been we started the same time. Basically, I had taken a timeshare in the physio room, and Dave was going for his first one after call it probably, You were probably oh five, so probably eight years in there. Something crazy, is that right,
1: Dave? Yeah, probably right.
2: Yeah, I was never really a fan of them. <laughs> <laughs> but like most people lived there. But like, look, you've just been unbelievably. I think, look, you're, you know. Oh, you're
1: here, I know. Have, have you ever I'm had an injury? Safe. Have you ever missed a game through injury? I've been very lucky. So, um when did I do my? I did my. I, I did my I ankle. Know? My ankle was was a two years ago. Uh, yeah, two yeah two years ago I did my ankle, and then that was the kind of the first series injury I ever did. Um,
2: so like you're Jamie are the only two that I can I can think of that have had like such unblemished uh, careers, really, in terms yeah. of injury. I such think it's
1: just because I don't run fast. I, I'm <laughs> slow. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm not explosive. Always in cruise control. <laughs> um
2: yeah well like it's it's an amazing thing to have because it gives you great continuity um in your you don't have to kind of relearn habits that you know all the things you do in training every single day as you say all the stuff that you would have said you know occupies your mind on the pitch like line-out calls and that i would say having not been injured is a big advantage that because you're kind of constantly there you're constantly you know uh yeah. you know playing the games playing the opposition would you think that's been a big like a huge help to you through your career
1: absolutely like i i, I think that's how i got my kind of my break in the games you know what I mean because like i, I mm-hmm. joked with it earlier but like i got my my first um heinen cup cap when leo got injured against wasps in 09 i think in the RDS he got injured like i came on and played the rest of the of the, of the pool games yeah. um and then um i think with Ireland. I got. I. 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 I got capped when I think when Paulie got injured, and then I got called in. I got a game. Do you know what I mean? So, it's. It's. It has stood to me being, I suppose this resilient, I suppose, and and, and being avail- being available every every chance I was kind of selected.
0: Now, when do you think you made? That, that breakthrough because I'm trying to think in my own head and it just it feels like one day you were just the starter and I, I don't really recall like some big moment where you like you know burst into the team it just kind of ha- happened you might be able to point me in a certain game or a certain period where you, where you it just kind of came together
1: yeah I don't think there is a specific game to be honest it just <laughs> I gradually happened as I said I was I was kind of on the bench for all the first the first three Heineken Cups. Um and then I suppose after that year probably is when I started being a first choice starter, probably. Um so 14, 15, kind of that that kind of year. And then with Ireland, it was kind of when Joe kind of started in in uh in 2013 where, or when we won that the first six nations was that was the first year that I kind of started I was starting for Ireland regularly. Um so I was in around that time, I think.
2: And do you feel like he was there, like I I would look at your career, Dev, and I would say that I put Joe was like really suited you. I thought you really, you know, he, he, it was, it was for kind of, you know, his game plan was suited to people who were, you Mm. know, really kind of good at the technical stuff. So yeah. So
1: I think, so Joe really loves dependability, do you know what I mean? And I think I was dependable, do you know what I mean? So like I was going to secure him line up all, I was going to secure the kickoffs. I was going to be, I I, I was going to give him his, his front foot ball. Do you know what I mean? So I think, I was kind of safe hands for him do you know what I mean so I, th- I, th- I think he had a lot of confidence in me that I was going to deliver that for him which worked very well for me do you know what I mean so I think that's what he that's what he saw in me and what he liked in me
2: And would you say he improved your game?
1: Yeah no absolutely yeah no I think he improved everyone that, that's been under him to be honest um, he's a fantastic coach but I think like not just him like he 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 wouldn't have really had a lot of influence over the forwards do you know what I mean so like when I was doing it obviously Mike Brewer was there first but then when John O'Gibbs came in I learned a lot, a lot I learned a lot from John O'Gibbs um, when he was in there because um, obviously being a player himself he was a back row so back row slash second row but he 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 was great around the lineup as well like so I learned a lot from him um, but like Joe was really good for kind of for obviously just the, the team play in general like
0: Yeah, and then on Joe, obviously, I know the World Cup is something that you know, was was it wasn't wasn't a good moment for you? Obviously,
2: don't get me started. Don't get me started.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, <it> was, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure you have heard what Luke was saying back at the, back at the time. He, he really had your back. He, he went the bat for you. Um, it's sorry, been a long.
2: Sorry, it wasn't. It wasn't about that. It was literally just. It was the wrong decision. But um, yeah, obviously, I was I was Dev's a pal. But at the same time, you have to call it like you see it. It was a shocker. But anyway, um, sorry. Go on with your question.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't really have a question. I was just go? like World Cup,
2: Smith <laughs> And the floor
0: is yours. I suppose it's been a while now. Like you know, when you look back at it now, uh, like what are your thoughts? Like, what, does it still sting, or how do you look back on it?
1: Ah, uh, it still probably stings a little bit. Do you know what I mean? And probably just disappointment in in in, in how it uh, how it came about and how it ended. I suppose. Um, like I I, I didn't think that there was a chance that I wasn't going to go. Um, and then when I saw obviously the, the the name come up on the phone, it was it was just oh god, was going to like do you know what I mean? So it's uh, just disappointment, really, in, in 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 how it ended, you know.
0: Yeah, have you had any conversations with Joe since? Like, is it, has it been brought up or any further clarity no. on it? Or?
1: No, 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 no. I haven't really, I haven't, I have talked to him since. Um, obviously, got uh, when when um, Faz took over, I got I got back into the Nations squad and I got three more caps under him for the. So that was great. Um, great to get them. Um, but um, yeah, no, that's that's been it.
2: The enough game, isn't it? um yeah in terms of, of, of farrell right because this is this is that's great i mean i i, I would because i think we're all looking for a little bit of insight i had like maybe a two-day training camp so i i kind of have a at the tiniest flavor what do you make of, of him and the impact he's had on, on the irish team so far and obviously they've had some disappointing results but all the all the soundings are really really positive from the team um uh, I, I'm kind of I I'm str- I'm looking at thinking, geez, I'm worried about that come out, you know, some of the results, maybe the lack of progress I'm seeing. And I feel like there's a little bit of pressure on him now. What's your sense of him and do you think he's the guy to, to lead this Ireland team forward?
1: I think he's hundred percent the guy to lead it, to be honest. He's ever ever since he's come in, come into the into the setup he's been absolutely brilliant like everybody loves him he's he's such a positive influence on everyone and 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 he obviously has a has a fantastic rugby brain and 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 he's he's really good at he's a really good motivator to, to um like he does really good team talks and he's he's just he's very diligent in, in how he goes about his business but so I think he's 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 brilliant you know what I mean um and again obviously there might there might be a bit of a pressure but I think I think they're going to come good. Like, do you know what I mean? It's 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 just it's just how things felt. Do you know what I mean? I think he's he's making a, a huge amount of progress.
0: And in terms of Paul O'Connell coming in alongside him, obviously for the most recent uh, Six Nations campaign, you know from what you know of playing alongside him and the line-out as well, that's obviously a big area for him. Like, what what do you make of that? Or, or it seems to have had a really positive impact already.
1: Again, a, a, a brilliant. Brilliant addition to the team. Um, he was pretty much a coach when he was playing, anyway. So I'd he say he's doing the same in there now. Like, and just from hearing some of the lads uh, come back, they have nothing but positive things to say about him. I think he's uh, his enthusiasm around around uh, around training and around. I think he's I think he's doing all sorts of forward um, forward stuff in there, like Rook and models st- or the, like rock and breakdown and stuff as well. So he's um, he's obviously got a huge amount of knowledge to share and and and. I think uh, it was a great addition to the team.
2: Mm. Yeah. Did you see his, uh, he had a few words today and I don't know if you saw it, Will, um, I kind of caught parts of the kind of press conference. So interesting to hear, um, you know, him talk about his coaching style to a certain extent. And he was talking about John Fogarty as well. Obviously we know very well. And, um, they seem like they've got a really nice way about the the coach. He was talking about letting the guys figure out how to kind of play the game by talking amongst themselves. And he was saying half of the job sometimes as the coach is actually just to let the players figure it out and kind of facilitate the conversations to get to the place and maybe offer an opinion. Uh, once the kind of conversation has happened, seemed like a really good place to kind of learn your trade. Um, I mean, my sense was that he'd be an unbelievable at this job, but I don't know if you caught any of that, but, you know what would be your sense of of, of him in, in that respect? Uh, you know, just a, as a coach.
1: Yeah, I like I, I haven't experienced it as a coach, but as I said, he would have was pretty much a coach when he was a player anyway. Do you know what I mean, so he he probably be doing the same thing, but I'm sure he's over the past couple of years he's he's he's. Learned his trade, do you know what I mean? And learned how to become a coach, and learned how to coach better, I suppose. Um, and just the language he uses and and stuff has as I I didn't catch the press conference now, but what, what you're saying there, I can I can 100 hear that coming from him, him saying it. Do you know what I mean? So I think that is 100 percent the coach's job to 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 let the players figure it out for themselves. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 not on them to tell you how to do something. Do you know what I mean? You gotta you gotta be able to figure it yourself. As again, if you learn how to do it yourself. you you're going to keep doing it the same and same and same but if someone tells you how to do it and you don't do it right you, you don't know if you're doing it right you know what I mean so it's it's all about learning it
0: And on the subject of coaching be interested in your opinion obviously you would have played with Leo uh, Cullen you know you mentioned there how him getting injured kind of allowed you to get into the team for some big European games then you saw his transition from, from the playing side into coaching like was that a bit strange for you having played so closely alongside him to then having him as a forwards coach and then as a head coach how did you find that at the
1: time? Yeah, maybe the first year was a bit weird, but after that, it was it was plain sailing. Do you know what I mean? I think uh, what, uh, the, his last year of playing, I think we were doing a our Christmas party and we are doing a Chris Kendall and I got Leo and I got him a World's Best Boss mug <laughs> because <laughs> I knew he was going to the coach. <laughs> so it already started licking up. My- like
2: the Steve Carell in the
1: office. <laughs> See, that's, what, that's what it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm glad you got that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, no. Again, the first year probably a bit weird. What like I say weird? Probably not those weather well, because he's kind of like Paulie as well. He was a, he was a coach when he was a player. So like when he came back from Leicester, he brought back a whole different way of calling a lineout, and he and he just brought it to Leicester Jimmy you know mean? and he and he told us how to do it and this is how you're doing it. You know what I mean? So it's it's again he was kind of like Paulie where he was where he was coaching when he, when he was a player. Like so, it wasn't that bad.
0: And how is how is he kind of has he changed at all from like his first year as the head coach when it would have been all new to him? Now he's very well established. He's been there for a number of years. The team has had a lot of success. Is he different? Does he do different things? Does he does he you know manage the group differently?
1: Um, no, not much has changed really. Um, like what what Leo does is he's 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 a great he's a great man manager. I suppose he 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 kind of saw what his his weaknesses were and he went and got people to 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 um, help him and that's when when Stu came in and Stu kind of revolutionised our attack and and, and everything about, about the way we play do you know what I mean so Stu has a has a had a a big factor there for Leinster um he's been absolutely brilliant I can't speak more highly of him um and then obviously bringing Felipe back in for the backs as well was, was, was brilliant as well um so uh I suppose with the more people Leo brings back in, the less he has to do, I suppose. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he was always the smartest man in the room in fairness I to know, him. <laughs> But he's in fairness to Leo. I mean he's look, he's tough as old boots. We 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 know that part of him. He can give the bad news for the for you know dropping you, all that kind of stuff. But he always like I think what's maybe lost sometimes he was a brilliant listener, which I think makes him brilliant for, as you say, getting in in people like Felipe, uh, like Stuart, and not and being comfortable listening to new ideas and saying okay that makes sense and, and implementing. And it's a really tricky job I think to I think bring all that together. Um, Because I think, look, there's no doubt about it, Stuart Lancaster has been instrumental in really, I think, this real resurgence and I think continued, you know, surge that Leicester have been on the last couple of years since he's been there. Um, How how would you feel like, I mean, have you you thought about the coaching yourself? I see some kind of similarities in terms of, uh, you know, maybe your mindset, how you think about the game or, you know, that kind Um,
1: of yes and no to be honest I, I, I don't know if it's if it's the life for me I mean I've, I've had 15 16 years of professional rugby and I think once I'm done I think I want to get my weekends back and I want to, <laughs> and I want to be able to enjoy life I suppose um, so I think I'd take at least two or three years just to figure it out but uh, it wouldn't be on the cars automatically I don't think no Plus, as you said yourself, I'm, I'm a I'm a quiet enough guy. So, like, I think coaches need to be a bit more. Involved,
2: <laughs> well, yeah, but they're giving all the jobs to the second row. you're shoe, if you want it it's there for you. Um, uh, you
1: know,
2: about the, the kind of so look, Leinster obviously big big year now, and obviously that Heineken Cup draws come out. Um, you know, obviously you'll be hoping to play a, a you know a, a big part in the end of the season. What's the vibe like in there at the moment? Is everyone very you know obviously hungry for the success? But is there big belief that you can go on and maybe do a double?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. No, as I said, like it's 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 a really good place to be in where we expect to win every single game we play, you know, and it's 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 a great place to be. Um I think obviously all the young lads in now are are champing at the bit. Um we've got two games left against Zebra and Ospreys that I think um like a lot of people will look from the outside and think they're they're dead rubbers or they don't mean it because we're in the final, but to us, uh, to be a champion team, you need to win every single game, and you you need to front up. And to be a champion team, you need to build a squad. You need to build the depth, which we've been great at doing over the years. So I mean, there might be a couple of young lads getting getting a few caps, but with some of the old lads playing as well. Like do you know what I mean? Just to keep the bodies ticking over. So the next two games are going to be quite important for us, um, leading into into the final, and then and then it's into the round of sixteen. So it's um, it's all go. Mm, yeah
0: i know it's a very busy period with some really exciting games to come i suppose for yourself and your own future like do you plan on on, is it playing on after this season well like have you already you know do you know what your status is will you be a leinster do you know what you're doing
1: don't give up (laughs) don't go (laughs) extend my (laughs) my contract is up for renewal at the end of the season so i'm Currently still in negotiations, but I can just tell you that the body is feeling great, and I I, I feel like I've got about two more years. What
2: idea? Don't quit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and would you like? Would you be happy to play somewhere else if you had to, or is it? Let, would you just like to finish your career? No, I'd never,
1: I'd, I'd never say never. Yeah, I'd never say never. Um, it might be, it might be a last chance I get to play somewhere else. You never know. Um. But again, I haven't made any decisions yet. To be honest, I think whatever whatever decision is made, it'll it'll it'll, uh, it'll, it'll probably be later on in the season.
2: Mm-hmm. You have to be in a strong position, given your injury profile. It's a great uh, great tool to have when you're negotiating. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of, I mean, we probably have to touch on it. Just the Irish team, and maybe what you think for the rest of the tournament. What what looks like what what relieves the pressure that I think is on is on the the, the coaching ticket at the moment and the team. Is it two wins or is it
1: performances? Uh, I think it's uh, it's both, isn't it? Like do you know what I mean. I think the next game is going to be huge. Scotland, they're they're a great team. They've got a, a really good individuals. Um, but I think Ireland pro- will probably have enough to 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 win and get a performance. Um, but yeah, I think like the pressure is always going to be there. But I think if if, if we get some performances in, I think the, I think I think the results will take care of themselves. Um, so obviously hoping for two for for two good wins <laughs> as everyone else is i suppose yes yeah,
2: yeah and look and as well i, I want to move on to one thing because this is i think on everyone's what uh, we've just uh, haven't watched two weekends ago i mean ryan Baird, what what's the what's the view there you're you're seeing him up, up close and have been for for quite a while and we're probably mm-hmm. just seeing you know maybe him coming to fruition where like is the
1: sky the limit for this guy yeah absolutely i'm trying to push him into six. <laughs> he doesn't, yeah, he's talking he's at the second row positions <laughs> he's faster than most of the back you know what I mean I think he used to be some like a 400 meter runner or 200 meter or he used to be a runner anyway know that but his uh, he's very athletic. Um he's obviously very springy, very good in the line out, he's very quick, do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think he's, a, he's he is um he's a bit to go. Like I'm not gonna say he's the finished article at the minute. Um yeah. but he's a lot of learning to do. But he that's what he does. He comes in and and he is when you say young lads are like a sponge, they just soak up stuff. He is key is that, do you know what I mean? He's he wants to learn all the time. He's a, he's asking me about calling all the time. Um and he just wants to learn. So I think uh yeah, more power to him. And I think he he this guy is the limit.
2: And anyone else in there you'd be keeping your eye on? That's you, your eye even. What? Anyone else that's, anyone else has caught your eye in there, like a young lad, you think, you know, because I i just feel like the best people to really make a call on some of this stuff are actually the guys who are playing next to them. Yes. Um you, the guys were on show on the
1: weekend I thought were brilliant. Um so Max O'Reilly is ter- ter- yeah, he was brilliant Jeez, he's yeah. very good um, young fella Jamie Osborne he's a uh, he's a big big centre he's, he, he, he's um, obviously be playing very well at the minute um, who else have we got um, I know he's been around for a bit but Jack Dunn in the second row is is uh, a <laughs> you look at him I, th- I, I feel he's been around for ages but he's only like 21 or 22 or something um who else um probably alexa soroka he's a he's he's um young back row from belvo um a, another, another young fella sean o'brien is coming up in, in, in the academy well. Sh- <laughs> yeah another <laughs> sean o'brien yeah <laughs> another tank
2: yeah well look yeah. Uh, there, there just seems to be so much young talent coming through the place um mm-hmm. i must give you great energy every day coming in uh,
1: around that oh absolutely does yeah
2: I, I don't think I can ask you any more questions, Dev, but uh, <laughs> listen, unless you have anything else, Will, that you want to ask him, I, I think we might let you go and get back to the kids. I know you, you took a little bit of time out, so you'll be you'll have to pay that back tomorrow. It will, Just, indeed. Thanks for, for coming on. Well overdue, uh, a catch-up. Um, hope to see you around soon and you're, you're local now. So, uh, look, thanks for coming on and best of luck for the rest of the season, okay?
1: my pleasure thanks lads thanks dev cheers, cheers Dave. all the best bye bye that's all we have time for on the left
0: wing this week thank you so much for listening we'll be back next week with another podcast and in the meantime you can listen to us on soundcloud itunes or on independent.ie we'll So until next week thanks for listening and goodbye